going to be uh, continuing our series. Now is our turn, and um, I'm not going to be speaking tonight, but we're actually going to be bringing up Kayla Sharp up with us. So let's give her a big round of applause. It's awesome. Hi, guys. Okay. Oops, that was loud. I'm just going to set my stuff down here. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, I'm Kayla, and I have been a part of Elevate since 2014, I think, um, and I've loved every minute of it. I love being here, uh, and I'm super, super grateful for this opportunity to speak to you guys, um, but not just speak to you guys, but speak to you from a place where God changed me, and he touched me, and he revealed truth. And that's the place that I want to speak to you guys. That's the place where I want to speak to you from. Uh, and so, getting into that, I want to uh, give you guys some perspective here. Um, imagine, and some of you may know someone like this, but imagine trying to explain the love, um, explain uh, to someone who is blind beauty, the beauty of creation. Um, whatever it would be, the sunset, the mountains, just fill in the blank. Uh, just imagine finding the words to explain that. What words would you use? Or maybe someone who is deaf. What words would you use to explain the sound, the comfort and peace that comes in hearing a song uh, and music? Like, really, like, just think about it. Like, what words would you use to explain that? Um, and the thing is, some things can't be fully explained, but experienced. Um, and that is what I want to get into tonight. I want to talk about the love of God, because in some ways, that goes with the love of God. Uh, the love of God cannot be fully explained. It has to be experienced. You yourself, you have to experience it, encounter it. And so, um, because he is pursuing each and every one of you, he is seeking each and every one of you out, whether you realize it or not, he is. Um, it says in Ezekiel 34, 11, for thus says the Lord God, behold, I myself will search my sheep and will seek them out. And it says in Luke 19, 10, for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Okay, I'm going to pray, and we're going to keep getting into this. Jesus, um, just thank you for this night. Thank you for everyone in this room. Thank you for your love that you have died so we can be free and experience it. Um, thank you for that love, and thank you for each of these hearts. And I just speak that these hearts tonight open up ears willing to listen to what you have to say. Speak through me. I'm open for what you want to say through me to speak to each and every one tonight because you want them. You want them to encounter your love. You want them to be free. You died so they could be free, so they could encounter your love. Jesus, thank you for your love, and thank you for who you are and what you're doing. Amen. Okay. So, I am going to dive into the love of God. Obviously, I'm talking about the love of God tonight. Um, I'm going to dive right into it, and I'm actually going to start off with 
a testimony um, with a story, my testimony. Uh, and um, the reason why I actually want to start off with my testimony is because, and I think Sean maybe has talked a little bit about this before, but there is power, real living power in your testimony. Whether you realize it or not, the things that God has done in your life, when you speak that out to people, when you speak that out, there is life and power that comes. Seriously, like, I'm not kidding. Um, and so, I mean, it says in Revelation, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. The word of it. And so, I'm going to get into that. Um, okay, so beginning of the story. Andrew and I had started dating. We'd been dating for a little over a year at this point, and I knew this was coming, but he was going off to a uh, program, a discipleship program, and I knew it was coming. It was nine months long. I knew it was going to be kind of hard, um, and I was anticipating it, but it was still hard, um, and so that came, and, but it wasn't just him leaving. The program required him to step out of any dating relationship, which was me, um, and that, so it required that. And so he didn't just leave, but communication was cut off, um, everything like that. It was just cut off. It kind of was put on pause for nine months, and it was really hard, um, as to be expected. Uh, and so he left for nine months, and as soon as he left, something very, very quickly was revealed in my life. And that was that I had created, without me realizing it, I did not even realize, I was blinded by this, but I had created an idol out of this relationship. And for those of you who may not know, an idol Seriously, is just anything that takes the first place of that which should be your love for God. Absolutely anything, whether it's a good thing, like maybe a relationship, or a bad thing, whatever. Just absolutely anything that takes that first place is an idol, because right here, your first, right up here, should be your love for God, your relationship with God. And uh, the way that was revealed to me very quickly was as soon as he left. I felt very empty, um, and not just sad. It's okay to be sad about something like that. It's hard, um, but I felt empty. Uh, there was a void in my heart that I gave to him when our whole heart should be given to Jesus, um, and that was only for him. That was some uh, void in my heart that I was only accepting love from him. And when he went away and I wasn't getting that, I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I felt empty. I was depressed. I got really, really sad, way too sad. Um, and yeah, I was empty. And um, that place that I was being fulfilled by him should have been being fulfilled by Jesus. His love for Jesus should fill 100% of your heart, 100%, and I was not 
leaning on that love. I was expecting that. I was expecting him to give me this love and fulfill this part of my heart when only Jesus can fulfill me. Only Jesus, seriously. Um, and so he left. And um, again, I, got, I had a moment where I realized I had a choice because we always have a choice. We have a choice. And um, I had a choice to stay in that emptiness, to stay depressed, to stay isolated, and stay empty and just alone feeling. Um, or I had a, cho a choice to face away from that, face Jesus, fix my eyes on Jesus, and choose him. We always have a choice, guys, always. And um, I chose God. I chose Jesus. It was, I mean, it's hard to turn away from the emotions. Emotions are real. Um, but I still chose Jesus. And so after I chose Jesus, I, more things were revealed to me, and I realized there were many things I needed to surrender Lots of things. There were lots of things I was holding on to that I needed to lay down at his feet. Um, and so very quickly, I was like, all right, I'll give it to God. And so I went to him, and I'm like, Jesus, take this stuff from me. I am in pain. I am hurting. I am offended. I am fill in the blank. <laughs> all the things. Take it from me. I don't want it. I don't want this thing. I don't want this thing. Just so swallowed up in the negativity and the things that I needed to give to him. I was so, I became so swallowed up in that and focused on these things that it, I realized it wasn't working. I began getting very tired. I was getting depressed again. I um, was doing it all in my own strength and striving and trying and just saying, Jesus, just take it. I don't want it. I just kept saying that over and over again. Um, and as I did that, I was tired. But in that moment when I was doing that, I was not realizing that I was becoming more focused on what I was surrendering than who I was surrendering to. My eyes, my attention, my thoughts were focused on the pain, the hurt, the offense, and when you are focused on that things, you're not going to find freedom because you're so swallowed up in the hurt and the pain. Your eyes need to be fixed on Jesus. They need to be fixed on the king who is willing, who is willing to lay his life down so you could be free. So why are you so focused on this stuff that's holding you back? So, again, I did not realize it yet in that moment that was the mindset I had. It was the wrong kind of mindset. Um, and so, again, I was tired. I was just not doing great. <laughs> um, and so I got to a point where it was getting so bad. I was, negative thoughts were filling my mind so much to the point where I could not think straight. I could not think about anything. I was going down rabbit trails of, absolute worst case scenarios ever. Just like, why am I even going down that path? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I was having horrible thoughts, just horrible. 
And so I was like, all right, I don't know what's going on with this surrender stuff. I can't figure it out right now. So I'm just going to try to clear my mind. I'm just going to clear it because this is too much. Um, and so I was like attempting to clear my mind. And as I was doing that, I randomly <laughs> started thinking about the love of God. And as I was thinking about it, I'm telling you guys, when you th truly think about the love of God and the sacrifice he gave for you, you quickly will become overwhelmed. So I started becoming overwhelmed by this love, not just a random love, but a love that loves me. And so I was becoming overwhelmed by it. And I got to a point where I was not just thinking about it, but I was dwelling in it and experiencing it and seriously having a real encounter with his love. And um, so, yeah, it was amazing. And also, in that moment, I didn't even realize it, but uh, it took me to a place of surrender. I wasn't even trying. I wasn't even thinking about the stuff that was... The stuff, the thoughts in my mind, the stuff that I needed to lay at his feet, the offenses, the pain, I wasn't even holding, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was thinking about him. I was thinking about his love, his love that died for me so I could be free. And so I don't have to be in bondage and to these thoughts, to these negative thoughts, to these lies, to this pain, to this offense. He died so I could be free of that. So when I put my focus on him, on the king, on Jesus, that's when everything, seriously, everything got lifted off of me. Everything came off. The lies immediately gone. I'm telling you, immediately. They were gone. The offenses that I had built up, gone. The pain, the hurting, gone because I was fixed on Jesus. I was fixed on his love, his love that died for me. It became so overwhelming. By dwelling in his love and in his presence, that's what led me to truly, truly surrender, to truly open my hands and my heart to Jesus and lay everything at his feet. And that's when I got a deeper understanding of God's love that I ever had before. Um, okay, so earlier this year, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about his love. And um, again, going back, how do I was thinking, how do I explain this? How do I explain this to someone? How do I explain this to you guys that Jesus loves you? Not just Jesus loves the world, yes, he loves you. How do I find the words to explain this? And just, I, I couldn't find the words. And as I was thinking about that, because again, it's not something I can fully explain. It's something maybe God can give me the words to and lead you to an encounter. But you need to experience it yourself. So um, I was seeking Jesus and... Uh, he gave me 
a glimpse, even if it was just a little glimpse of his love um, to put into words um, and how we can respond to it. He gave me something to speak to you guys. And so I'm going to read it. And when I read it, I really, really want you to listen. I want you to listen and not just think, oh, God, God loves the world. Like, yes, I'm, I want you to think, Jesus, this love that sacrificed everything, he did it for me. I want you to think about that seriously. So, okay, I'm going to read it, and I want you to listen. Okay, so, I am sought after as I come to the one who laid his life for me and I sacrifice my all seeking who he is. I find the truth of who he is. I experience all of his love, his sacrifice, his outpouring of grace. I respond in praising his beautiful name, not relying or based on my emotions in the moment, but completely overwhelmed that the one higher than I, my king, loves me, loves me. His sacrifice of love for me brings me to my knees, crying out for more of him. The truth of who he is brings me to a posture of surrender. My heart's cry is to surrender my life for the one who did the same for me, living a life fully alive for the one who gave me life. Now all I see is him, my king, my everything. I am sought after by the one who holds my heart. So, going back to my testimony, um, I want to pull some truth from it because that testimony, it matters. Your guys' testimonies, they matter. There's power in them. And I want to pull the truth from it for you so you guys can just think about that and I'll just kind of wrap it together. Um, so the truth I want to pull from that testimony is that he desires us to encounter his love and live in freedom. Not only that, but he is patient with us in love. He sent his only son to die so we could not only be free, but so we can live in relationship with him, falling more in love with him every day. His sacrifice of love brings me to my knees longing for more of him. So that's the truth that I want to pull from that. Um, and now we have the opportunity to respond. We encounter his love in a way we never have before, whether it's in a deeper way we haven't had before or first time encountering his love. We encounter it, like a lot of us did at Bold. I mean, so many amazing things happened at Bold. A lot of us changed, um, found his love in a way we hadn't had before. So that happens, how do we respond? So, um, how do we respond to that? And not only respond, but um, remain in his love. So how do we remain in that? But also not just remain, but grow deeper. Because we don't want to just remain where we are. We want to grow deeper and deeper and deeper in love and in relationship with God. So... Second. Here is what you can do. I have a few things, 
choices you can make um, to respond to his love. One, our love for him should not be based on circumstances that happen in life or emotions that we have in the moment, but based off of the truth of who he is and what he's done. And that is because, you know what, Jesus doesn't change. What he has done, his sacrifice, it does not change. So why should our response change? A lot of times in worship or something like that, we can get like, oh, things aren't really going my way in life right now, so maybe I'm just not really feeling like worshiping. Maybe I don't really feel like showing him the love he deserves. Or maybe a lot is going on emotionally. Um, Again, emotions are real, but when that happens and we base our response to his love off of that, we will not, if we're feeling, if we're stressed or dealing with things, we will not choose to worship because we're basing our response off of those emotions. So it should not be based off of that. It should be based off of the truth of who he is because he does not change. So our response should not change either. Second, surround yourself with godly community and accountability. Keyword, surround. I'm not just talking about, oh, I'm, I know a couple people who love Jesus. Um, sometimes I hang out with them. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about finding, whether they're some friends, uh, maybe a mentor, some family who genuinely love God, who have given their lives to God, and are daily growing deeper and long to grow deeper in love with him. That's what I'm talking about. And I'm talking about when you surround yourself with them, that will attract. When you surround yourself with those people, a lot, I'm talking about a lot, um, the love that they have, the love that changed them, you are going to become attracted to that. You are going to say, what is this love that makes you so joyful? What is this love that makes you so at peace in the midst of a huge trial? What is this love that you continually give off and overflows out of you? That's Jesus. And you are going to become attracted to that. You're going to attract to that, seriously. So surround yourself with that. Third, stay honest. Stay honest and don't let pride or shame get in the way. And this is kind of connected to the second point here. Um, We need to stay honest because we live in a broken world. Things are going to happen. We aren't perfect. We aren't perfect. So... We're gonna fall. We're gonna mess up sometimes, and there might be some times when you are struggling with your relationship with God, and you need accountability. And in accountability, you need to stay honest. So that means going to a friend, someone who loves God, a godly person, and going to them and saying, "Hey," and also going to God and saying, "Hey, I need help. I need help." I am struggling 
And I, but I want Jesus. I want to go deeper, but I need help. So stay honest. And if there is any shame or pride that is getting in the way of you staying honest and getting help and finding godly people, that does not belong there. It does not belong there at all. It says in Romans that his kindness leads us to repentance. And I know repentance, sometimes it can kind of sound like a scary word. It used to sound kind of scary to me. (laughs) Um, But when you really think about it, repentance is, what is repentance? So his kindness leads us to repentance. What does repentance lead to? Repentance leads to freedom. Freedom. Isn't that an amazing thing? That's not a scary thing. That's good. Freedom is good. (laughs) It is for freedom that we have been set free. Um, And what does freedom lead to? When we live in a place of freedom, we are living in a place where we can so much more easily fall in love with God and get deeper in our relationship with God. If we are staying in a place of lies, bondage, and chains, and if shame and pride is keeping you in that place, I'm telling you, it's going to get a little complicated with you getting deeper in your relationship with God. It just is. (laughs) So shame and pride do not belong there. Repent Again, kindness leads to repentance. Repentance to freedom. Freedom leads us to falling more in love with God. So isn't that something to celebrate? Repentance is something to celebrate. And so, um, the band can actually come on up. Uh, Ending this, um, going back to our response to his love. We encounter his love, whether you've encountered it before or not. Once we know of his love and we encounter it, what is our response? How can we know of his sacrifice? His sacrifice. He bled on the cross so we could live in freedom. How can we know of that and encounter that and then do nothing? I don't know how we can do that. It says in Zephaniah 3.17, For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Jesus is rejoicing over you with joyful songs. Isn't that beautiful? I think it's beautiful. We, so if you just picture that, I mean, that like seriously is overwhelming to me. Um, But it's not just that. We have an opportunity living on earth to choose Jesus, to choose to show him love, to choose to give him our everything. We can choose it. I think that's so amazing. Here we are, we have an opportunity to choose Jesus. In heaven, we're gonna be worshiping him like crazy and that's amazing. But here, we get to choose it. In the midst of pain, in the midst of offense, in the midst of hurting, 
in the midst of trials, we get to turn away from that and choose Jesus. Choose his love. Choose to worship him in the midst of that. And you know what? Like this says, he delights in that with gladness. He delights in you with gladness. That brings him so much joy. So after I have encountered his love, after I have known of this love that sacrificed for me, I can't sit still. I can't do nothing. This love that died? How can I sit and not worship him with everything in me? How can I not long to give him my all? Worship him like I never had before. How? How can I do that? Well, we have an opportunity to do that now. We have an opportunity to worship him with everything we have in us. And I think it's beautiful because we are privileged to not just worship him freely, but we get to worship him together. We get to worship him as children of God together giving him the glory and honor that he deserves. So I'm going to pray, and we're going to worship Jesus. So take this opportunity and just, just take this opportunity to choose him. Jesus, thank you for who you are. Thank you for your love, for your sacrifice. It's so overwhelming sacrifice that died so I could be free so I could get to know you more to get to know this love this love that died for me more and more and I get I have the honor and privilege to be able to give that back to be able to stand up lay my life down at your feet and worship you I have the honor and privilege to do that I speak, I speak to these hearts right now in this room. Anything holding it back, I tell that to go right now. And I speak the love of God to overwhelm them from head to toe. Because that's what he wants. He wants us to encounter his love. He wants us to experience it. I speak that love in this room. I speak that love. I speak an awakening to hearts that are sleeping. An awakening. An awakening to his love. To break through anything that is coming between. Anything. In response that they lay their lives down everything, all the thoughts, all the lies, all the bondage, the chains come falling down and there's a lightness, a lightness in them and a peace to overflowing. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. You're so worthy for our everything, for our everything and more. You are worthy. Let's take this opportunity to worship. Can all stand up as we sing this last song?
Father God, we just thank you for the opportunity that we even have to love you. today, no matter what happened yesterday, no matter what we do tomorrow, every morning we wake up with fresh love, with new love. God, you know everything about us, but it feels like you're still discovering new ways to love us better. Jesus, we just give you all of our thanks. We give you all of our love. We don't make you second place. We make you first place. We don't even put you on a list, God. You are everything to us. God, like the song says, you are Jehovah Jireh, God. You are our provider. You are more than enough for us. So God, we just praise you and we praise you and thank you for that, God. We just praise you. We just love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's give God some praise for his love. Come on. It's awesome. It's awesome, you guys. Awesome. Well, let's give Kayla a round of applause. She did an incredible job. She's out there somewhere. She's out there somewhere. All right. Well, walk in love this week. Carry that love with you. Carry the love of Jesus everywhere you go. Tomorrow night we have our Elevate Tribes. It's going to be a great time at the Tribes. I know the Guys Tribe is going to be great. I always talk about the Guys Tribe because I'm a part of that one, but it's going to be great, you guys. But until after Tribes, we'll see you guys next Wednesday. That sentence totally makes sense. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. You are dismissed. <laughs>